0: Welcome to another episode of A Small Town in Michigan. It's all about the people that every day are making Clarkston a better place to be. Today, we're talking with Dr. Bruce Mercado and Kathy Novak. Dr. Mercado is a dentist in Clarkston, and Kathy is the financial manager for the practice. Both of them are deeply involved in the Clarkston community. Because there was so much to talk about, we're gonna split the discussions with Kathy Novak and Dr. Mercado into two episodes. This is the first. Hello, Kathy. Hello, Dr. Mercado.
1: Hi, Alan.
2: Hi, Alan. Great to be here.
0: Now, we're going to talk about a lot of different things, things like parades, high school football, Clarkson Area Optimist Club, community awards, maybe some other things. But first, let's hear a little bit about Dr. Mercado and where he grew up and how he ended up here in Clarkston.
2: That's a very interesting question, <laughs> yeah. Alan. And and I actually grew up in Rochester Hills, or Rochester. It was Avon Township back in the, the 70s and the 60s. And um, um, I always wanted to be a dentist. Uh, when I was in 10th, 9th, 10th grade, I always enjoyed working with my hands, and I liked helping people. And it's kind of like physics and chemistry put together, a little bit of engineering as well. So you can even read in my junior yearbook at Rochester Adams High mm-hmm. School uh, a lot of my friends wrote in, you know, good luck being that you're going towards dental school and things like that. Uh, my sister went to Michigan State University and uh, I uh, wanted to follow up because I really enjoyed going to the Spartans at Michigan State. And Kathy knows that as well. But, uh, go green. Yeah, go green, go white. Yeah. <laughs> so of uh, uh, course, you start out as a pre-dental major. Once you reach junior status at Michigan State. Uh, you have to declare a major and I didn't know what to select. I, I need to keep my GPA high because I really wanted my goal to be become a dentist and go through dental school and take my DATs and so on and so forth. Um, so a lot of dentists or people who want to be dentists in undergrad to get their undergrad degree to keep their, their uh, GPA up, they would uh, pick pick like zoology or biology, some kind of easy track for easy major to keep their grade point up. Well, I didn't like that because the big joke around campus was that if you didn't get into dental school or if you didn't like dental school uh, with a zoology degree or something or biology, you ended up feeding the elephants at the Detroit Zoo. Anyways, I happened to realize that at Michigan State they have a packaging program and I looked into it and they have a consumer track and they have an industrial track of packaging engineering there at Michigan State so looking at the the requirements I was able to graduate at Michigan State with a degree in packaging and still fulfill my pre-dental requirements and uh, so that worked out really really well so uh, working really hard with it I ended up going you know graduate Michigan State with a degree in packaging and then I uh, went on to U- UD Dental School at University of Detroit and uh, I've been here in Clarkston for almost 36 years as a dentist uh, but how that came about, how I ended up in Clarkston uh, to be in this area, was um, I started working at Independence Oaks County Park uh, during the summers when I was at Michigan State and a little bit at UD Dental School as a lifeguard uh, and swim instructor over at Independence Oaks County Park. And I worked there for seven years. And so when I finally graduated or got near to graduation from dental school, I thought, you know, I don't know, should I set up a practice in Rochester where my family and where I grew up, or should I set up here in Clarkston where I knew since 1975, for example, about Independence Township and Independence Oaks. And I ended up deciding to settle into Clarkston. I met my wife here in Clarkston. I knew her brother Gary very well. And so we ended up, I ended up setting up a practice here in Clarkston back in 1983, and it's been fantastic um, ever since then. And um, and backing up a little bit, um, I really felt like I wanted to get involved in the community because I didn't really know that much about Clarkston. Um, but my dad happened to come up to Clarkston back in the 60s And um, to get his hair cut by Tink Ronk, who actually at the time uh, was, I don't think he was fire chief, Tink Ronk, but he was a firefighter. But he also had a haircut salon downtown Clarkston in the village. So um, over the years, um, Tink Ronk actually knew my dad very well. And then obviously when I moved to Clarkston, he said, oh, you're Phil Mercado's son. Oh, yes, that's me. Yes. Well, eventually Tink got involved in um, um, Independence Township government and became the uh, supervisor at Independence Township and um, he had an opening in the um, it was the um, Safety Path Committee and he knew that who I was through my dad and he said hey would you be interested in being on the Safety Path Committee and I said what is that and he explained what it was and long story short I said I'll do that so, um, but as it turned out, right at the same time, an opening came up in the planning commission, which is, which is appointed position for the township. And he explained what that was. So actually, I never actually got on the uh, safety path committee. I went straight into being a commissioner on the planning commissioner for Independence Township. So that's what really kind of started the whole thing going. Um, then I realized there was this potential to join the Optimus Club, like you had <coughs> mentioned about me. Clarkston Optimist. It was a small group that just wanted to get started. And I actually, Alan, read the article in the, uh, I think it was either the Clarkson News or the Oakland Press, that they were trying to form an Optimist Club uh, here in Clarkston. And uh, I've always been really interested in um, being a community-involved person and helping out the best I can. So I thought, well, this be, sounds like a really interesting organization to, from the ground up to get involved with. Well, I responded to the ad in the paper. It said, We're going to meet at uh, some place at six o'clock. Come join us. And uh, so I just, well, I was a walk in. I just walked into the Clarkson Optimist Club, and there must have been five or six of us in the, in the whole me- meeting, the whole committee. And from then on, that's how it, I got started in the Optimist Club, Alan. And, um, and, then, and now I think we're like their 33 or 34th year here, going on pretty soon yeah. here for the Clarkson area.
0: And Kathy's also involved in the Optimist Club, right? I am. Mm-hmm.
1: I think, I don't know, Alan, maybe eight years or 10 years. You know, I found out about the Optimist Club because my daughters, I have three daughters, but my two oldest ones were really involved in high school. They were in, they called it the Octagon Club mm-hmm. then. Um, they were, you know, presidents, treasurers, and, uh, you know, I would drive them or help them or help with some of the things that they were organizing. And every now and then I'd drop into a meeting, usually around the holidays, because they had magical singers or something. My kids would be there. And I knew about the Alchemist Club and the good things they did. Who I was didn't realize- her. your sponsor? Do you know? I do know. It was oh. um, an old friend of mine. It was Hope Mason. Oh, okay. Yep. Hmm. And that was my sponsor, because um, she just knew me through my daughter. Um, but that's how I got involved. In fact, when I started working for Bruce, got him was 16 years ago, him being involved in The Optimist, he would always say, hey, that magical thing is going. So I'd go over to a meeting and somewhere somebody said, you know, you come to the meetings, Kathy, and you never pay your dues.
2: <laughs> so you were guesting the whole time? I was guesting okay. the whole time. They were
1: like, so you might as well just join. So um, I said, well, you know, I work a lot. And it's just tough to make some of the meetings. And then Bruce said, you know, Kathy, you should really join because it's just really good to be out in the community because you know we are a really vibrant practice. We're like our premier office here in Clarkston. Everybody knows about us, and it's so good to see that while we're health, a health healthcare provider, we're a business. But our business is just ingrained with the community. So, as Bruce's business manager, he said, "Just, just go. You get a, you get a hour off and go to the meetings." And um, I can't tell you how much I've enjoyed it. So, yeah, that's <clears throat> my Optimist story.
0: I'm also a member of the Optimus Club, and that's where I met you too. And, yeah. And now. Dr. Mercado is my dentist. Yep. And
1: how lucky I think from here know. on I'll
0: start calling you Bruce. Okay,
1: okay that's you fine. You can call so me Dr. Dr. Novak. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> One thing I always love about coming here is when you're sitting in the dental chair, it, I, I'm always interested in the things you have to say because you are interested in science and you're interested in a lot of the things I'm interested in and it's, mm-hmm. uh, you always have something new to talk about. It's great.
2: Well, like every person in, you know, in the dental chair, if that's really what you want to say, is uh, obviously a unique person. And um, so I really try to find something that I believe that person would be interested in talking about. Uh, it could be anything. So uh, we, we really go over and above, and above and over and beyond trying to get to know our customers and our patients, and if you will. And um, so that's that's why I love talking with people and the, mm-hmm. the variety of life that they bring into this practice. So.
1: Yeah, it makes our days go really it well. It really does.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It, it's always a pleasure dealing with everybody in this office. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah. This isn't supposed to be an ad, but
2: it. <laughs> well, I, I actually—I mean, people, your people go to work every day, and they because they have to. But I actually love what I do. I look forward to going to the office every day. I'm here a lot, and and that's fine. But uh, I really enjoy it. So, I, I, if I had to do it all over again, I would be a dentist. So, love it. We go by the name Clarkson Dental Group. I have myself uh, here, obviously been here for many years, and we have Dr. Robert Opie. Uh, our partner here in the practice, and he's a younger guy, he's fantastic. Everybody likes him. Uh, he does a good job, and uh, we're glad he's here as part of our, our, our dental team, if you will. We have three hygienists uh, in our team and two dental assistants. We have three wonderful front desks, including Kathy up front in our, in our team as well. And, um, but You can reach us at 248-625-5000 right here in Clarkston, Clarkston Dental Group. Uh, we also have uh, www.clarksondentalgroup.com as our website, and um, and uh, but just like I said, we're right on the edge of technology, and and uh, we enjoy doing uh, all kinds of dentistry, good dentistry for for people and their family. Wouldn't you say so? Well put. Maybe you want to touch a little bit, maybe Kathy, about how you know we. Are able to manage being like non network and out of network. We are, you know, you will, just
1: briefly. To keep
2: it like, <clears throat> like we consider it yeah. a, 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 like a relationship value practice. We, we talked about that as a team.
1: You know, that's really important. You know, everything changes and all industries change. And dentistry changes too in the face of it. And uh, corporate dentistry is what you kind of handle that. And they're um, corporations run by business people and they open up like chain offices. Um, So dentistry has changed a lot, um, and we hope that people can kind of see through that, and our office is what you need. We're a private practice general dentist who actually cares about the patients and put Mm -hmm. patients' care um, above production. Insurance is very powerful, and it corrals people into clinics, and clinics don't care about people, they care about about production. They care about money. The numbers.
2: They sure do. Yeah, um, and bodies in the chair. I've been fee-for-service for for my whole career, and um, we started getting a lot of pressure, especially early in the recession. We had a number of patients and families who were kind of pressuring us to join these groups. And so, you know, I said, you know, let's try one, see what it's like. So we joined a network. So so we joined one of many networks. It it didn't go well. Uh, A lot of other things started happening, but one of the things that just was just made a bell go off, and, and um, is uh, we had a new client, customer that came in, and, and I didn't know him at all. He's from the Clarkson area, but I didn't know him. He didn't know me. And so we started talking when I first met him in the office, and he said, I could tell that he didn't come here to see me. Um, he literally, because my name was in a book. It's the first time in my whole career that someone didn't come here because of me, or someone didn't come here because of Dr. Opie. Someone came here because her name was in a book. I didn't like that feeling. We got out of that network group. We've done great. We've survived real well. And uh, we tell our customers, we, we, we just can't provide the level of care or what you we expect that you want to be able to give you at a network organization fees.
1: So it's funny for Bruce that he was like, ah, oh. um, but it's a great testament to him because, um, oh my gosh, almost all of our patient referrals come from existing patients um, or people in the community that have just heard about us. Because um, if you look around where we you don't see billboards, you don't see coupons with us on there. Um, we are just a, a word practice, of mouth and, yeah. yeah, by word of mouth. So that's so funny, that's why Bruce said that. It was like the first time I find, found out somebody came into the office because they found my name on a provider list. Or on an online, you know,
2: I'd like to go online yeah. and see a provider list. So
1: how fortunate was that person, right, Alan? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but that's but it's a, it's a great testament because I'll tell you, all the years I've worked here and I have interviewed a lot of people a lot and the stories I hear of where they've worked or where they've come from and when when because i like to talk about our staff too because they're phenomenal and when they work here we've had people that have subs hygienists that have sub forest they've taken over when someone's on maternity leave and they all say if there's ever an opening we'd love to work in your office our patients are so great and I don't know. I don't know if it's because our staff is so great and they bring out the best in people, or the people are so great they bring out the best in our staff. But whatever mm-hmm. it is, it sure is a win-win. Um,
2: yeah, but we also try. I know, like uh, in my career early on, I went to a lot of um, patient management classes and learned, you know, how how to make the patient's experience, you know, positive, mm-hmm. if you will. And and if you look at the five senses, you know, like touch and smell and hearing and taste and if you just go on through all those and talk and and try to minimize a customer's experience of those uh, those noxious things if you will and so like we we go we we train we have classes and amongst ourselves we have um, workshops and meetings for our team to to not do things or avoid things that are scary or sound so it's whether it's sound or sight and touch and smell and taste um like for in our treatment rooms there's you won't find anything red um, you know, I don't allow any anything the color red in the rooms. Uh, that's done on purpose because a lot of people see red, and of course they think of blood, and and you don't see alcohol gauze and tongue blades and. Jars of alcohol out on the counters, and we put everything. We, everything's covered. Um, you know, we try really hard to make the experience positive. People don't even realize mm-hmm. uh, we rinse their mouth out as much as we can, uh, so they don't have to taste things that you know that don't taste very good. And we don't use those four-letter words like pain or shot, and you know, so things like that that we 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 try to really hard to make. And the, I I think a lot of customers and patients in our office don't even realize that that we're those are the things that we're trying to do because the first thing patients will say and Kathy knows mm-hmm. they'll say like oh that wasn't so bad you know like well there's a lot to it little things that add yeah, up that's that funny. make you a positive experience that's for a the,
1: great thing that you say yeah. that because I think it looks people say to me wow you're not busy and Oh, and I'm thinking, no, we are really busy. All six rooms are filled, and the next wave of people are coming in in 15 minutes. And someone pops in for something, um, and I think it's a testament because all of this and all the procedures and protocols are reviewed and tested and tried out. And if we don't like something, we revamp it um, for all the reasons that you just said. So Mm -hmm. when people come in here, they just have a great experience because they're not getting highlights in their hair, they're not getting a massage. They are at the dentist.
2: (laughs) We've had we've had some patients. They're not not all like you, Alan. They're just like, oh, I'm going to the dentist. Well, I'm getting my teeth cleaned. You do my give me a pedicure at the same time. There you go. Well, I don't know about that.
0: This is the end of part one of our talk with Bruce and Kathy. Make sure to come back and listen to part two.